Hey, I'm Andy McMillan, and today we're talking about fear. Boo. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch today. I'm so excited um, that you're joining in, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play, or you're watching here on YouTube. I know it's better when you can see me because I'm gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, I hope that you're enjoying the content. I hope that you're getting something out of it. I hope it's helping you grow, helping you uh, develop in your relationship with Jesus. And I, I want to let you know, our family's growing. We're, we're seeing new subscribers on YouTube. We're seeing new people download the podcast in several different avenues. But I want to give a couple of shout outs over the next few episodes to people who've been hanging with me since the beginning. And one of those people is Keith Wilson. Keith Wilson is in San Antonio, Texas. I believe he's been watching since the first episode and he is constantly letting me know that he's enjoying it, getting something out of it. And that means the world to me. And so I just want to give a special shout out to you, Keith. Thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. Um, I'm curious. I actually don't know how Keith, I don't know if you listen or you watch. I don't know how you take it in, but I know you're taking it in on a regular basis. So thank you so much for that. Well, today uh, we're continuing in the 23rd Psalm, and I'm excited about today because we're talking about fear. Uh, we're talking about the latter half of the statement that we talked about last week, and that is fearing no evil, for you are with me. The whole statement is, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. But before we jump into this scripture, uh, this part of the scripture, let's read the whole thing together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You make me lie down in green pastures, you lead me beside still waters, and you restore my soul. You lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Have you ever had a moment where you're afraid, where you are just scared out of your mind? Maybe, maybe it was watching a, a scary movie. Maybe it was somebody popping out in the middle of nowhere. I actually love to scare people. Like, fun fact, I really, really enjoy jumping out of corners and, and playing that game. I really always kind of have. I've just enjoyed it. It's fun for me. And every once in a while, I may or may not have gotten cussed out for it, but I still think it's fun to do, especially with my little kids right now. I've got a four-year-old, his name's Jackson, and then a, th a three-year-old, her name is Eden, and they love being scared. And whether they're scared or not, I think they actually love the response of being scared more than they actually love the, like the moment. Because Jackson and Eden uh, will come down the stairs or something, I'll hide behind a corner, and I'll pop out and scare them real quick, and they'll, and they'll jump. And then they'll scream. It's not like a, it's not like just a ah moment. It's like a oh ah. It's so funny to watch them do this. It's so cute. Uh, I just I love scared people a little bit. Maybe that's weird, but it's entertaining to me. It's fun. I enjoyed getting scared as a kid. Uh, Jackson actually has now tried to pick up this 
this thing of scaring me. And uh, he looked at me the other day and he said, Daddy, how come you're not scared of anything? And I said, I am scared of things, just not things that are three feet tall. And uh, he didn't understand what that meant, but I thought it was funny. Anyway, I, I think that a lot of us enjoy at some level having a little bit of fear, like having like a little bit of a scary thing. And there's a lot of rites of passage that are connected to being a little scared, to having a little bit of fear. Um, I, when we think about American culture, one of the things that for the last 30, 40 years have been a thing are scary movies. Uh, and I'm not talking about like Scream or Freddy versus Jason. Those are not scary movies. Those are slasher movies. And they're not even entertaining. I don't know why people watch them. Um, to, to be honest, I think it's like the lowest form of uh, entertainment, the lowest form of intelligent entertainment that's out there. And it's just not fun. But there are movies that are suspenseful and keep you on the edge of your seat. And when things happen dramatically, it just jolts you with a, with a little bit of fear, just being scared just a little bit. And I think that for many of us, it is kind of a rite of passage. I can remember the first movie that I really thought scared me. I was probably, I think I was 13 or 14. Um, you will probably judge my parents for what I'm about to say. Uh, but I was 13 or 14, and my parents brought home on a Friday night. We, we would go on a regular basis to a movie gallery, rent a movie, bring it back. And my dad brought home The Shining. Um, I know I wasn't any older than um, than like 14 when, when they brought it home, but it, but it was around that age that he brought the shining home and the shining. If you don't know what it is, it's, um, it's a movie ba based on a book. Uh, Jack Nicholson's the star. It is, uh, the quintessential scary, suspenseful movie. Now full disclosure, it, I'm not recommending it cause it's not, I, I think that there was actually a scene in it that my dad had forgotten about. Um, when we watched it because he had to throw a blanket over my head for a moment. And I'm assuming that meant nudity. So uh, I actually have never seen the shining since this story, but just a heads up. So I, I'm not hundred percent sure wh what's in the movie. Anyway, um, we sat down, we watched the shining and I'd seen suspenseful movies before. It never really bothered me. It never really um, got under my skin, but there was something about the shining uh, there's something about Jack Nicholson's face. I mean, come on, that's pretty scary, right? There's something about Jack Nicholson's face in The Shining that just gave me the heebie-jeebies. And watching him run around with an axe for 20 minutes chasing his family, like that, that's intense. If you've never seen the, the movie, it's it's a crazy movie. Go read a synopsis of it online. But the the line, here's Johnny, you know, like, like and you can just see it in your mind. You can hear it. Uh, it's just creepy. And I remember watching this movie being on pins and needles through most of it. And when the movie ended, dad was like, all right, time to go to bed. And he's turning off all the lights in the house. And I'm thinking, bed? I'm never going to bed again. I remember going down in my room and turning on my TV. And I'm trying to remember what I watched that night. I think I watched like two hours of infomercials because I just was too scared to go to bed. I finally went to bed the next day. I was I was fine. It's not like it terrorized me for weeks or months or years. Um, although I do know people who are scared to death of some movies. Uh, I think my mom is um, 
or she was, I shouldn't say she is because I think she finally got over it. She watched Silence of the Lambs uh, in high school or as a young adult, and she couldn't sleep for like weeks. It was really tough for her to fall asleep after that. But there are movies that when we think about being scared, when we think about fear, that kind of come to our mind. Now, when we talk about fear, we can actually talk about fear from a lot of different angles. And I don't really know what type of fear you would put you know, scary movie fear under probably stupid fear, but we we all have different uh, types of fear in our life. And one of those areas is called healthy fear. What's healthy fear? Healthy fear is being scared of, you know, like snakes and bears. If you're not scared of bears, there's something wrong with you. Like if you're, if you're just like, look, a cuddly little bear. No, no, no. You, if you see a bear, you should run. Uh, we had bear issues when I lived in Florida. A, a couple of different times that we saw bears like on our church property. And stuff. It was scary. I do not like the idea of opening up a door and potentially seeing a bear in the trash can. It scares me to death. We should be afraid of bears. Bears, snakes, microwaves. If it doesn't bother you how much faster it cooks a baked potato in a microwave than an oven, you haven't thought through it long enough. I genuinely like I genuinely am a little afraid of what like cooking things in a microwave will do to the point that I most of the time every once in a while I'll use a microwave but most of the time I'm probably gonna put something on the stove before I put it in the microwave you may think that's weird that's fine if if it, if we find out in 20 years that microwaves give us cancer then I'm gonna look brilliant otherwise I'm probably gonna look stupid anyway I am not saying that all fear is bad, there are healthy fears and we need those in our life. The second type of fear that we can talk about is the fear of the Lord. Now, this is a good type of fear as well. And much like healthy fear, this this is specific to healthy fear with God, that we should revere and respect the power that God has, the ability to be the creator of the universe, yet he still wants a relationship with us. Like we need to understand and and have that, that adoration that we translate or describe in our culture as fear. The Bible actually tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that we shouldn't just think about God flippantly, that it should matter how we talk to God and and how we develop that relationship with God. We should be intentional with it. We shouldn't just treat God as something that doesn't matter or of no consequence. We should develop a deep connection with God and we should have a respect and fear of who he is. The third type of fear that we should talk about is the fear of the unknown. Now, we could talk about several other types of fears, but we're not going to dive into those in in this particular episode. But I do want to hit on this one because I think it's something that we deal with a lot. The fear of the unknown. The fear of not knowing what's going to happen or the fear of not understanding might also be a good way to say it. Whether we're talking about something that's unknown or that we don't understand, oftentimes we feel that fear. We feel uh, that, that concern for something we don't quite understand and it comes out as anger or frustration. Oftentimes when there are issues in the world that we just haven't particularly dealt with, we find ourselves Um, pushing back on it simply because we're fearful of the thing that we don't understand. Often we can be painted as people who hate things because 
of our actual fear. It's not that we hate something. It's not that we dislike something or someone. Oftentimes it's because we just don't understand them and we don't know how to respond in an appropriate way to the fear of the unknown or the fear of something I don't understand. And in this scripture that we read, it says, fear no evil for you are with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. I'm going to fear nothing. I think that that's a huge statement. I will fear no evil. It's not talking about fearing a bear or a microwave. It's talking about fearing evil. It's talking about fearing something that is not good for my soul, that's not good for how God's wired me and designed me. It's, it's something that it's in direct opposition of what God wants to do in my life. And the scripture tells us that we are to fear none of it, even when we're walking through a dark season. Now, last week we talked about what it means to walk through a dark season, what it means to walk through a valley of the shadow of death. We all walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but scripture tells us that we are to fear no evil. And that is a huge command. That is a huge, maybe command's not the right word because it's not telling us necessarily or or commanding us necessarily to fear no evil, but it is telling us that we don't have to fear evil because God is with us. And that both of those things are huge realities and huge truths to understand that I will fear no evil, regardless of what comes at me, regardless of what happens, regardless of what pain is inflicted on me, regardless of how somebody tries to hurt me, wound me, tear me down, keep me from God's best for my life, I can choose to fear no evil. And God's word actually instructs us to be so confident that God is with us that we can fear no evil. We are to fear no evil. Why? Because God is with us. God is with us. Regardless how we feel, regardless what it looks like in our life, God is right there beside us. When I think about the nearness of God, I almost always in my life think about the story of Gideon in Judges chapter six. The Bible tells us that as Gideon is lamenting to an angel of the Lord about God forsaking him and about God leaving him, the Bible tells us that the Lord turn to him. It's this beautiful, intimate picture in scripture where we see the very nearness of God being so, so near to us that he can turn, that he can just simply change his posture and be facing us. He was that close to Gideon. And often when we go through valleys of the shadow of death, we feel alone. But what this scripture is telling us that everything that happens in the valley, everything that happens in dark seasons, everything that we feel comes against us, we can push against with confidence. Why? Because we're not in the battle alone. God is with us. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. God is with me. God is with you. He sees you. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows the difficulty that you're facing. He knows all of that. And he is with you and walking beside you so that you can fear no evil. So how do I practically choose to fear no evil? I want to talk about this in three different ways that we can choose to fear no evil today. Let's check the first one out. The first thing that I have to do if I want to fear no evil is I have to choose to believe it. Believe what? That God is with me. Now, we've spent a second talking about the fact that God is with us. 
But my question is, do you believe it? Do you believe that God is with you? Do you believe that God is with you, walking with you? Gideon's issue was that he believed that God was not with him, that he thought he was forgotten by God. He thought he was being left behind and God came to him to show him that he was with him. Now, God may not show up in the way that we see him show up in the book of Judges. However, God is with you and he is for you. But if I want to trust that and fear no evil, I have to begin to believe it first. Do you believe that? How do I begin to believe that? Maybe if you say, I struggle with this belief. I would encourage you, read the scriptures where we see God showing up. Go and read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Go read the story of Gideon throughout the book of Judges. That's beautiful where we see God show up time in, time out, over and over and over again where God is with them and for them. Look at the story of Saul who later became Paul in the New Testament. This is a man who was literally assassinating Christians, yet God was still with him. God still loved him and God still desired to do a work in his life that would make a significant impact. And God was with him on the road to Damascus and he was with him throughout the rest of his life as he wrote the majority of the New Testament. God is with you. And if you choose to believe that, it will make a difference. And you can see throughout scripture, people that have probably done way worse things than you, God still chose to be with them. And if he's with them, he's with you right now. The second thing that I have to do if I want to fear no evil is I have to remind myself that God is with me. Remember, there isn't going to be a different step to this. Because I fear no evil because God is with me. But I have to believe that God is with me. And then I have to remind myself that God is with me. Throughout the Old Testament and even in Jewish culture in general, we see this consistency of the importance of remembering. Remembering what God has done. Remembering what God has brought us through. One of the most powerful statements in Scripture, excuse me, one of the most powerful statements in Scripture is the statement, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Why? Because when Jewish people say that, when it's said in scripture, it's made to cause us to remember. Many, if not all of the festivals that Jewish people have are calls to remember a moment in their history, whether it was to remember things that God brought them out of or the the actual deliverance that they experienced or being brought into the promised land and allowing those things to let them trust what is to come. It's a beautiful part of Jewish history to trust in God because they can remember where God has been faithful in the past. And I would encourage you, take a moment, grab a sheet of paper, grab a a journal, whatever you can, and just sit for 20 or 30 minutes and ask the question, have I ever seen God in my life before? Have I ever experienced his comfort? Have I ever experienced his peace? Have I ever experienced him as a counselor? How have I seen God interact in my life? How have I seen the activity of God in my life? What has it looked like? And as I begin to write those things down, those moments down, that remembrance does something on the inside of my soul. It gives me a greater confidence that God is with me. Now, as I write those things down, maybe I keep that journal somewhere so that the next time I go through a season where I feel alone or I feel like God has abandoned me, I can pull that thing out and I can begin to read once more the things that God has done in my life. 
I need to be a person who believes that God is with me. And I also need to be a person that is reminding myself that God is with me. Hey, I hope that you're enjoying this episode about fearing no evil. I hope it's encouraging to you and I hope it's helping you walk that out in your own life. If this content is helping you do two things for me, the first thing is share it. You can share it a couple of different ways. You can share it by hitting the the share button, whether you're listening to audio or video, uh, watching it here on YouTube. And you can share it on social media or you can just send it to somebody who you know needs this message. The second thing that you can do is this, and this would be super helpful for me, is subscribe. Whether you subscribe on a podcast, like an audio podcast on Apple or uh, on Spotify, or you subscribe here on YouTube, it helps the algorithm. It puts it in front of more people and it helps get this message of the hope of Jesus in other people's lives. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Let's jump back into our content today about fearing no evil. The last way that we fight fear, that we fear no evil, is by listening to others. Scripture tells us this, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome first and foremost through the work of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can always hold truth and have hope and faith in the grace that is afforded to us through his perfect sacrifice. Every day I can trust that in my life and I can overcome through that. But the Bible tells us that the second way that we overcome is by the word of our testimony. As I sit down with other Christians and they share in their struggles, but they also share in their victories with God, and I begin to share in my struggles and even my past victories with God, there's a building up that happens there. Proverbs would say it like this, that iron sharpens iron, that, that one man sharpens another, that inside of our own stories, as we share in difficulties, as we share maybe our own valleys of the shadows of death that we've had in the past, and we we share it with other people, it reminds us in that moment what God's already done in our life. But when we hear the story of other people, how God has been with them in their dark moments, there's something that happens on the inside of us. And the scripture tells us that we overcome by speaking those things into existence. And I also believe that we overcome by hearing those things. The scripture tells us that we overcome by speaking those things out, by sharing those stories, because it, it concretes and builds our faith up. But not only that, when we can hear other people's stories, it does the same thing. It helps build us. It helps shape us and have more confidence in what Jesus Christ has done for us. That we can fear no evil, not just because of the work he did on the cross and we've overcome all of these things, but we can fear no evil because the same God who sent his son for us stands with us in every season of our life. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. He is always with us. And we can choose to fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because God is with me. And I want to encourage you in that today. Stand confident. If you're going through a season of fear, that's okay. You can trust in God. Don't feel guilty about how you feel, but choose to believe Choose to remind yourself and choose to listen to the story of others and share in your story of what God has done in the past and listen to what God has done in their lives. And I promise you that you'll begin to release that fear and pick up the trust that God desires for you to carry. 
Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode today. I hope it's ministered to you. I hope it's encouraged you. I hope it's helping you live just a little bit more like Jesus. Until next time, I'm Andy. Thanks so much for watching the Andy McMillan Podcast.